Hello everyone, my name is Monty Church. Thank you so much for joining me for another episode of Native New Life. These are programs that are designed to keep us close to the Creator during these troubled times. Our travels today take us along the walls of the Great Snake River. It's about an hour west of Boise, Idaho. You see, the Snake River is the boundary line between Oregon and Idaho. This was a crossroads where our native ancestors not only did their trading, but also where treaties were made and sacred ceremonies took place. The attention of many historians and geologists and anthropologists have been drawn to the histories and the spiritual teachings of our ancestors that are written and pictured here on the rock walls of these canyons. Incredibly, we're now discovering that some of these petroglyphs contain spiritual teachings they're just as valuable and relevant for us today as they were back at the time when they were written. Let me explain. You see, more than 400 years ago, there were native spiritual leaders led by the great spirit of God to give guidance to our people and to help them through the troublesome and confusing times of life that they knew soon would come upon them. Even that far back, these writers knew that the time would come when all that Indian nations had would be taken away from them, and the only way our native brothers and sisters could survive would be by keeping their focus on their Creator God. Today we can see and understand what the spiritual men wrote on these stone walls. Here we find not only historical accounts, but also spiritual instructions of living that were intended to be preserved for centuries to come. Now the reason why some of these petroglyphs were considered by many Christians to be authentic is because so much of what was written here on these rocks parallels in principles what we find written in the Book of Heaven, the Bible. It's the same today as it was back then. The Creator knows that we desperately need His help if we're going to make it through these confusing times. What I mean by confusing times is that we are experiencing a time when there is hardly anything accurate or truthful that we can trust in this world anymore. You can't always depend on what others say or promise. Not even the evening news on TV can be trusted today. In family relationships, for example, it's like a poor lady I met the other day that had three little kids that told me, my husband ran off with another woman. I was true to him and I trusted him. He broke every promise he made to me. It makes me wonder if there is anyone out there anymore you can trust. Government leadership around the world is becoming more and more corrupt. Principles that even non-Christians know to be wrong and unhealthy for us are being decreed as permissible and good. You know, we should expect that true religion should be based on truth and mercy and love and teach only those things that are right and good. But today, we see in some parts of the world religious ideas and fanaticism that has actually become oppressive and evil in their treatment of mankind. Even the earth is changing today. 
It seems like we're seeing more natural disasters on every hand, everywhere we turn. Like droughts, earthquakes, hurricanes, and tidal waves. It's scary because it's come to the place where you don't know what to expect from day to day anymore. We wonder sometimes what our kids have to look forward to. And is there anything we can hold on to in these confusing times? We are truly living in a messed up world. But the great news, my friends, is that our Creator knew these times would come and that it would grow worse as we come close to the end of time. Like a mother's and father's heart, our Creator's heart aches over what we, His children, have to put up with today. But God wasn't caught by surprise. He's given us two things to encourage us and to help us navigate through the storms of life. First, He has given us clear warnings and predictions about what to expect the world conditions would be like. And with it, He has given us strong promises of protection and deliverance to get through them. And friends, you can take his promises to the bank. The good news is that Jesus is coming back to set the world right, a world in which we can live in peace and safety forever. Listen to what he says. A new world will I create, where there is no more sorrow nor pain, where righteousness dwells. He tells us that while we may be going through these confusing times now, it won't always be this way. God has something better planned for us. He has given us His word, and that we can count on. He says, Heaven and earth, as they now are, will pass away, but my words will never pass away. The second thing our Creator has given us is His teachings and clear instructions of how we can live today in freedom and peace, even in a corrupt and confusing world. Every word in the book of heaven that the Great Spirit has given us only promises good to us. On top of that, every teaching and principle of life He asks us to step out and do, He promises that we won't have to go it alone. He Himself will step in and help us accomplish what He expects of us. Christ in us, the hope of glory. The only thing we must do is just let Him. Because our Creator's love is so strong, and He is so deeply interested in our welfare, He has written His instruction for us in stone, so it can't be erased. Like the petroglyphs we see here on these canyon walls, the Ten Commandments also recorded in the Book of Heaven were first engraved in stone with God's own finger. It is as if He was saying to us all, these principles of life are so important for your happiness and safety that I want them never to be erased and to be permanently remembered. To many of our native people, these petroglyphs not only tell us about our history, but also they give us valuable counsel of how to hold on to our Creator through these troubled times. And now, I'd like to introduce to you a couple very special friends. Her name is Coyote Short. To introduce Coyote, I have asked Brent Carter, who has held for many years the official post of the United States Chief Geologist in Directing Artifacts Preservation. Brent has been largely responsible for the Idaho State Protection 
of these petroglyphs we see here today. My name is Brent Carter, and I was Chief Geologist, U.S. Bureau of Reclamation. I retired some years back, and uh, Coyote Short here on my right, she is the last in her line of, of, of absorbing the knowledge, the ancient knowledge from her grandmother, uh, Raven, on the Paiute side, and her grandmother, Haley, on the Hodok um, side. She uh, loves to speak with kids, with students, with teachers, with oldster people, and share the message that is on these petroglyphs like what is behind us here. Coyote does an excellent job at actually telling them it's actually real, it's documented on rock, and it's documented in scripture. Hi, I'm Coyote Short. I'm a geologist at Boise State University. I'm here to represent God's work. Our Paiutes understand the source of the creative power that holds this universe together. Our rocks testify to that power. It speaks to us today through the ages, just as the Bible did in days gone by. We have that same power and that same spirit represented here in these glyphs. This is how we portray that history. It is here permanently for all to see, and this testifies of it, the Creator's hand right here. These petroglyphs show us and the world today that our lifestyle and our way of living was very much in harmony with the land and nature. It is what we call in modern terms sustainable living. We have places here that we can read star findings here. We have star maps on the other side. This tells you where the stars should be at what season to hunt and fish and to gather our herbs. You see these deer, these deer follow the river. We follow the river. We also follow the river of life. This tells you in a metaphor that our life blood and our life way is followed from the river of life. The Creator provided us a metaphorical river here to represent that we also have a river of life to look forward to in the world made new, where again, nature and our life will be at harmony once again. It will be like a new world, just as it was at creation. Our Creator speaks to it and promised us in the Bible that our world will be renewed again and will be made new again. And not only that, but we'll have the wonderful wildlife and his presence to guard us and protect us forever. The petroglyphs also remind us that there will be a time of trouble. And then we will again go back and use these petroglyphs as guidance and reminders of the past miracles and the past power just before the people came here and drove us away. We will come back to these petroglyphs and retrieve the guidance and relive that thing just like the children of Israel did in the desert. And by the way, they have petroglyphs in the desert too, just like us. We have petroglyphs here that tell us of the days of creation. It tells us each day of creation from the beginning when light was formed until God created the Sabbath. We have all of the countable things on the stones. We even have the Ten Commandments recorded, not like the two tables of stones as we imagine them 
and Moses' day, but they're parallel one on the other with the Ten Commandments listed over the top. They are clearly marked right here in our stone in this new world. We have the guiding stone of the Ten Commandments. The natives carried it and cherished it and provide us with those glyphs today here in this valley. We have the rock called Jesus Christ, who is our rock of ages. That gives us a metaphor for these rocks to show us that he is the rock that gave us the Ten Commandments. He gave us the ten stone. The ten spots on the stone represents the Ten Commandments. He wrote them with his own finger, just like we wrote our history on this rock. They're indelible and they last forever and they will be untouched by time. He will never leave us or forsake us. He will protect us physically when the time of trouble comes. When the plagues come again, we'll have a metaphorical time just leaving Egypt forever. Hallelujah. We'll go back and follow the light again and be able to go home this time. I can hardly wait. How affirming and hopeful it is that we're not left alone as a people. And that our Creator God has always been leading those who will read and listen to His instructions through the years. The evil in this world will never shut down God's loving counsels. Jesus said, I tell you, if those who proclaim my word should keep silent, the rocks of the earth would immediately cry out. We certainly see it here, don't we? Our Creator wishes us to always know that no matter what happens in this world or in our lives, His loving guidance and counsels are permanent here for us today. The Book of Heaven, the Bible, has the wisdom and the counsel today that when accepted and followed, we can know without a doubt that it will always bring us goodness, safety, and success in our lives. It's our roadmap to Heaven's Gate. Scholars tell us that there are 1,018 predictions in the Bible, and every single one of them but seven have come to pass exactly at the time and the place our Creator said they would. The last seven have to do with the second coming of Jesus, which has yet to take place. And if God has been faithful to His first 1,011 promised predictions, don't you think He'll follow through with the last few? God's Word has always been something that we can count on. My friends, if we're to keep our relationship with our Creator alive and strong, He makes it very clear that knowing and studying His Word is vital. We must be people of the Word. Without the Book of Heaven, we only experience confusion, having no guidance or comfort through life. Why is the study of the Creator's Word so important in maintaining our walk with Christ? For one, it helps us to know what's going on in this world today. It also reveals His plan for this world and our lives, helping us to understand the craziness of the times that we're living in. But it also teaches us how to allow Him to help us to go through it successfully. But the other reason why we must be opening and studying God's Word daily is because when we seek to understand His teachings, it automatically opens our minds and hearts for God to step in and to live a vibrant, rewarding life through us. This is what it means to have Christ in you, the hope of glory.
And also, your word have I hidden in my heart, that I might not sin against you. God's word really means God's will that he reveals and explains to us. This is why taking time daily to open God's word is so very important. Because of our human weakness, it's so vital to understand that we need God's help every day and every hour if we're going to experience happiness or true fulfillment in life. The Book of Heaven tells us this fact, that without me you can do nothing. As a branch cannot bear fruit of itself unless it abides in the vine, neither can you unless you abide in me. Let me tell you, I have found personally that there is no way that I can live successfully each day and have peace in my heart unless I spend some time each morning opening up my heart to God's leading through the study of His Word and prayer. It sets a precedent of opening my life to the great spirit to lead my life for the rest of that day. Check out this statement. Consecrate yourself to God in the morning. Make this your very first work. Let your prayer be, Take me, O Lord, as wholly thine. I lay all my plans at thy feet. Use me today in thy service. Abide in me and let all my work be wrought in thee. This is a daily matter. Each morning, consecrate yourself to God for that day. Surrender all your plans to Him to be carried out or be given up, as His providence shall indicate. Thus, day by day, you may be giving your life into the hands of God, and thus your life will be molded more and more after the life of Christ. A life in Christ like this is a life of restfulness. When we open ourselves like this, we will experience peace and rest that the world can never know. Now let me illustrate to you what we call the circle of wisdom. Deep in our minds is our will. This is where the goals, desires, and directions we wish to live is harbored. Around our will is our mind or thinking to which the will gives direction. And around our mind and thinking is our body which our thinking gives direction. Now if our will is correctly aligned with what our Creator wishes for us, it's our Creator's design that the mind and body will follow or do or carry out His direction for our will. This is why we must daily surrender our will and our life to the Great Spirit of God in order to live a genuinely positive, happy life. Now you and I know that our body and mind are pathetically weak in order to carry out what our will may desire. The Book of Heaven tells us, our minds are twisted and selfish, and our bodies are so woefully weak to the place where we must have help outside of ourselves if we are ever to think of living God's way. But here's the good news. This is where the power of the Creator steps in. When we take time to willingly give our desires to do God's desires through prayer and study, it opens the door for our Creator to step in and to supernaturally direct our mind and our body to follow His will. Our Heavenly Father will strengthen you with power through the Holy Spirit, who is able to do immeasurably far beyond what we can ask or think by His power in our lives. Nothing is too hard for Jesus to help us work through. 
This is why we can say, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. I think my job as a pastor has to be one of the greatest works on earth because I constantly get to see the incredible changes that happens in people's lives when they let Jesus come in and live his life in them. It's truly inspiring and unbelievable. To come in contact with brothers and sisters who were once actually angry and mean toward everyone around them, the kind of people you would hate to meet in a dark alley, and to see now how they become gentle and soft and loving over time through the power of God is at times hard to believe. This is where it always starts, my friends. It's simply this, daily allowing God to take over your life. I've noticed that our brothers and sisters who don't take time to study God's Word have a problem of falling off the wagon again and again. The key is this. If you stick with daily study of the spiritual lessons in your Bible to continue to learn and keep everything before the Lord in prayer, even though you've blown it from time to time, God promises to take care of your bad habits and addictions and restlessness. He promises and His promises you can count on. This is the miracle of Christianity that is our privilege to know. Jesus says, Come unto me, all you who are tired and wearied, and I will give you rest. Friends, life is not easy. God knows that. He knows that we are very weak creatures, weak from the day we were born. He knows that we are made of dust and that we can never know true happiness and fulfillment without His help. When Jesus walked the earth, He strongly taught how important God's Word is to us. In the Book of Heaven, He set forth principles of His kingdom and how they should become a rule in our life. He said, we are to make His words the foundation of who we are. We are to build our character on the rock of His word and not on the shifting sands of self or human theories and imaginations. Later, my friends, you may want to check out the parable of Jesus found in Matthew chapter 7 about the two builders. I have noticed over and over again how some people who put together their own ideas of God's plan for their lives instead of simply taking God's word for what it says, seem always confused and irritating to themselves and to others. They always seem to also be struggling in their personal lives. When winds of temptation and trials come their way, they get swept away in frustration and confusion in their walk with the Lord. Because they had depended only upon their own imagination and thinking in spiritual matters, they have not come to understand what true surrender to God's will for their lives is all about. But here, potentially, is a very costly mistake many often make. It is a prayer that God cannot answer. It is this, Lord, help me to be good. Remember what Jesus told the rich young ruler? No one is good but one, that is God. The prayer that we should be praying that our Creator can and will answer is this, Lord, help me to allow you to live your life within me and shine your goodness through me. The only goal that a Christian strives for is to seek this experience. Work the salvation God has given you into your life with a sense of awe and gratitude. 
always recognizing that it is God who is at work in you. He is the one who gives you the will and the power to obey Him. My dear brothers and sisters, it's my prayer for you that to the best of your ability, that you will daily surrender your will to the leading of the Lord. You will experience the miraculous power of incredible changes and victories promised in God's Word that you never dreamed possible. In this life, until Jesus comes again, we will naturally always be weak and forgetful. That is why this business of daily taking time to refresh our minds with the only word we can depend on is so vital to maintaining a vibrant and meaningful relationship with your Creator. Your word is a lamp for my feet and a light for my path. Have you ever stopped to think where we would be in this mixed up world without God and His holy words of wisdom? The Book of Heaven says we would be like orphans without God in His care. We would never know what true spirituality is all about. How would we know the truth about ourselves without it? Let me explain it this way. Not long ago, my dad passed away. Only a few miles from here, just over those actual distant mountains, on a hunting trip is where we spent our last times talking about spiritual things. I really miss him. I miss the identity I found in him as his son. He would do anything for me if it in any way contributed to my happiness. He was always there when I needed help or good advice. It's the same way with our Heavenly Father, except He lives today to bless us. He gives us our identity as His sons and daughters. By His Word, we know what's happening in the world around us and how we can safely make it through these confusing times. God helps us to know our past history, where we are in the present, and where we will be in the future. There's nothing that our Heavenly Father won't do to help you to be all you can be. He created you, He died to save you, and He's coming again to give you eternal life. I know because of God's information and trustworthy promises in the Book of Heaven, I can in confidence say to those mountains, before you existed, I was part of my Creator's plan, and after you are long gone, I will exist because of the faithfulness of His Word that tells me so. You see, it was our Heavenly Father, through His Holy Spirit, who spoke through the minds of godly men that wrote the words of this holy book. And it is the same sweet Spirit of God who desperately longs to lead us today. To be people of the Bible is to be children of the Lord. Until next time, it's my prayer that you'll let only the Good Spirit guide you.